Hey, Battle Creek Church. My name is Delmi Guajardo, and I get to be the Outreach Director here at Battle Creek Church. Today, you'll be able to hear a little bit more about Tony and Vanda and their heart for the Middle East and what they're doing at TC Egypt. All right, guys, we're sitting down with uh, Tony and Vanda from TC Egypt. Uh, would, why don't you guys go ahead and say hi and introduce yourselves really quick to our audience. Yes, Vanda will start. Yes, ladies first. Yes. <laughs> I'm Vanda. I'm uh, Tony's wife. We had like... Uh, 20 years of marriage. I have one boy. Actually, he is a man. He is just turned 18 wow. yesterday. I'm a Syrian background. I born in Syria. I live all my life in Syria. And I moved to live in Egypt from 19 years ago. Wow. Yes, I'm Tony and I'm happy to be here. Uh, Patter Creek is my home. So uh, uh, I remember before eight years in the same room. Mm. Actually, nine or ten years, more than eight years, dreaming about future and about the ministry. And I just appreciate about uh, that the Better Creek start with us and start to believe about our dream and about the 19. So I just remember all of that. So I will return back to your question. My name is Tony. I'm responsible about uh, the community Egypt and Middle East. Uh, Vanda is my wife. Uh, I met Jesus before uh, 22 years. I met Jesus October 6, 2001. Uh, and I start to uh, be recovered from addiction. I spent 14 years in my life before I met Jesus. have a lot of addiction, especially drugs and alcoholic. Uh, so uh, now I'm responsible for all of the work in Egypt and the Middle East. Mm. Tony, so did you grow up in Egypt, born and raised? Uh, tell me a little bit about Yeah, about I'm Egyptian. I'm born in Egypt. Uh, my family is a Coptic family. It's a very traditional church, mm -hmm. so uh, religion. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, because we're born in Egypt and uh, part of that is Islamic culture, so sometimes we believe about religion more than relationship. So we believe about if I will do something good, it means I will be in heaven. Mm. So because of that, I born in this culture. So, uh, and I, um, in 2001, when I met Jesus, I start to understand something different. But still a lot of Egyptian from all of the background believe about religion more than religion. Because of that, when we start the ministry in Egypt, we start by the book named Jesus Hates Religion. Mm. So uh, can we back up just a little bit? I want to hear more about how how did you meet Jesus uh, and, and what was that experience like? So I met Jesus when I have 27 years old. Okay. So before of that, I don't know anything about Jesus. I don't know anything about Bible. I never, ever read the Bible before of that. And actually, I'm very confused about who's Jesus and who's God. Mm -hmm. And I take decision when, when I have 14, 13, like both the religion put God in the shelf, and then we'll see. Mm. And I just focus about myself and be self, very self-centered and take a lot of drugs. Spending 14 years in my life suffering with a lot of drugs and a lot of addiction, not just drugs, but relationship, everything. Mm. And in 2001, August, uh, one of my family started to help me to be recovered from addiction. I spent seven to ten years, ten days in the hospital. After that, I start the recovery with twelve steps. Mm. 
And then they invite me, one of the church invite me to attend a conference. Mm. And this is the first time in my life to be in a conference. So uh, we go to the conference 5th October. And at 6th October at 8 p.m., they have a service. So they start to song and worship. And actually, in this time, I don't understand anything. I don't even, I'm confused why they pray by song. Mm. Why they pray by music? Because like what I see in the TV or any church, traditional church, they didn't have this model of songing, teaching, like, uh, worship like that. So, mm-hmm. and actually my body is not stable because I'm still recovered from just one month mm. or mo- like max, like seven, eight year, uh, we- weeks. So uh, I slept and in this time I see a dreams that God speak to me and he told me how much he loved me, how much he created me by a very special way. And uh, when I'm young, I uh, I suffering a lot with sensitivity. So I crying, I don't understand myself. I have shame, I have guilty. I don't know if I, I my identity, I struggle a lot with all of that. Uh, especially my dad is very tough and strong and mm. I'm the, the first man and in, in the Middle East and Egypt culture, when you are the first boy, you must be taking the responsibility and to be act like man. So I'm confused about all of that and I never received like the language of God, my language of God. So uh, when I met Jesus, he told me how much he's loving me and how much I'm special and how much he created me by a very special way and he understand me. And he told me you are like John. And actually, I don't know who is John because I never read the Bible. I just remember a story from my granddad that a man, his name is John, and they cut his head and maybe return it back. I don't know exactly what's <laughs> happened. So, uh, but when I wake up, the preacher is teaching related personality. And he said something related to some people like John, some people like Paul, some people like, and he explains that. And he shared how much he's very sensitive and he is hungry for God. And part of the dream is God told me, Tony, I understand how much you're hungry. And because of that, I take drugs. And to, to denial about the pain inside me and the empty inside me. So uh, in this time of dreaming, he told me, you are like John. But John knows that he's hungry. Because of that, he said nearest to me. He said between my arm, he received the hug and received the love. And actually, this is what I need. And he told me, Tony, when you feel hungry, you don't want drugs. You want me. So mm-hmm. come to me. Mm-hmm. So the preacher teach about the personality and different personality. And he teach about some people is very sensitive, some people is hungry, about touch and love. And God can give that. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you are like John, Stand now, stand up and give your life to Jesus. So I give my life to Jesus at 8 p.m. October 6. But not just that. I, uh, You know, when you go to conference and uh, you are the first time to go to conference mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I just have one month recovery. So like they, uh, they, they send me with someone, his name is Adil. Like, mm. He said, like, go, with, he will be with you. Mm. And then... This man invite me to mm. his home. Mm. 
and he start after the conference. Like I get my bag and when we are in our way to go to home, he invited me to be with him for one night. And during these two days, one night, he spent time with me and he helped me to read the Bible. Wow. And I start to read the Bible. I remember October 8th, this is the first time I read John. Mm. And I start to understand who's God and why and understand that he met me and he wants me. So, uh, and my life changed in this time. And I remember, like, if you told me, Tony, what's the biggest change? First of all, I accept myself. I know that I'm a value. Like, I, I have a value. I, and I mean, is that yeah, right? right or? Yes. Like, I have a value. Mm -hmm. And God will use me. Mm. This is a part. The second part that I feel I'm hungry mm -hmm. to be with God. Mm. And like my software mm. were working well when I'm abide with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm with him. Like now I feel he's a part of this room. He's in his, this room. He's with us. This give me stability inside me. This give me, this make me satisfied. Make me in fulfillment. Make me in peace. Like I feel his his hand between, in 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 me with me like that. I understand how much I'm hungry for that, and he's available for that, mm -hmm. and he is ready to put his hand in me and touch my heart. Wow. So this is what I get from the mm. the meet the this meeting with this meet <laughs> with him, but after that I grow I start to study I start to read the Bible, I I bought a commitment like three days weekly. Mm. One day I'm in a prayer meeting Monday mm. night. One day in a small group discipleship. One day for Bible study group. Mm -hmm. So I come I I I said I will understand and start to read the Bible. Mm. I remember I take nine months. Mm -hmm. Just focus to understand mm -hmm. who's God. I stop my work. I stop everything. Mm -hmm. And just focus to build wow. and to understand who is God and mm -hmm. why he met me and why he see me mm -hmm. special by this way. Mm. Yeah. So did you and Vonda already know each other at that point? Or Vonda, no. Vonda no. tell me a little bit about how you grew up and when you first encountered Jesus. First of all, I want to say thank you for hosting us. Absolutely. And actually, this is the tax I paid because I married a preacher. <laughs> so he just speak and yes. he had a lot of things to share. Everything's a sermon, And I'm right? happy because every time I heard him and listened to his word, mm. I feel, yes, God is so good. Mm. So for the people who's listening right now to the podcast, maybe they are astonished a bit from the language that mm. we are talking about because we born in Arabic mm. places. We are, he born in Egypt, I born in Syria. And if the people not familiar with these countries, it's overseas. Mm -hmm. It's like if they never heard anything, for sure they heard about camel, mm -hmm. it's an animal. <laughs> and pyramids, uh -huh. it's like that, I don't know the shape. Yes. Uh, but this is like very famous in Egypt. Mm -hmm. But Syria and Egypt, is written in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And if the people who knows God and know the Bible and read in the Bible from many years ago, they will find these two countries and cities really clear that there is Syria 
Lebanon, Jordan, Middle East, and there is like Egypt, Sudan, and Morocco, Tunisia, and all these places. Mm. So we're speaking Arabic. We're born in the Arabic area. Because of this, maybe our language is different a bit. I born in Syria and all but my life. But your language is very good. Uh, yes. I'm trying to do Both my best. Both of you have very, very good <laughs> Thank English accents. I born in Syria, all my life in Syria, and a Christian mm. family. Christian mm. in Syria is like the 20 percent from the population wow. and the rest of the majority in Egypt is 10 percent okay yeah wow. and the majority is muslims mm -hmm. so when i said christian mm -hmm. they are like catholic they are just traditional christian mm -hmm. they don't have the real relationship with god mm -hmm. so i born in family just introduced me to the church as if as a church because i'm christian so i'm going i'm fasting mm -hmm. i'm celebrating christmas easter and all this i never knew that I can have this relationship with the Creator. Mm. But when I was 14, Tony went to drugs, but I went to God at that time. Mm. I started to be addicted to Jesus when I was <laughs> 14 in a student camp, like any normal camp. I jumped into that camp, and I was hearing the preachers speaking about how we are building our house on the sand mm. or on a rock. And in that camp, I was playing with sand. So I know that when you are playing with sand, with sand and there's any insects or beetle, it's bared and it's disappeared in a minute. So when the preacher was saying, do you want to build your house on a rock or on sand? I just said, I want a rock. Mm. I want Jesus Christ. So since that time, I start to be in mission. I start to be like discipled. I read the Bibles many times, and I start to jump in any kind of ministry mm. since I was 14. And when I was 19, I traveled to Egypt mm -hmm. for discipleship training school with the YUM mm. because I felt at that time I want all my life to glorify God. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. I don't know the way. Nobody taught me. Nobody told me, but I want. I want to be that person when God just say, hey, Vanda, go to that place. I want to run. So when I went to discipleship training school, I received it very clear. Vanda, you are Abraham. Mm. You will leave your people and we will go to the place I will show you. So I, I told him, just show me. Wow. And so I who start... is a preacher now? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm trying just <laughs> to keep up with you. <laughs> so I forget to tell you that even I met Jesus when I was 14, mm -hmm. I had many hard time before with my ident identity too. Mm. Maybe uh, I lost the meaning of life in a, a moment mm -hmm. and I discovered that this life means nothing. Mm. I tried to commit it like to finish my life. I don't mm. want to say like suicide and all this, but I, I tried twice to finish my life in a moment, but God just showed me himself. Wow. And he said, I need you mm -hmm. in a miraculous way. Yeah. One day I can remember I was by myself at home and nobody at home. So I tried to do like bad things to me, to myself. And then I heard someone say, Vanda. And I thought, this is my mom's voice. And I know that she's not at house. So I went outside and nobody at home. And then I back again and I heard it like the second time. And for a sudden, I found this, just the keys inside the door, and my mom just entered. Mm -hmm. So she said, I don't know what I forget, but I want to back home right now, and I don't want to keep 
moving. So I felt, okay, someone just looking after me and it's not human, mm. it's God. That's right. So since that time, I value the life and I value how much when you have meaning in life, mm -hmm. you can just hold it and hold on. Wow. So maybe this is my message to the people since I start to be with God that, hey, hold on. You have a purpose. You have, mm. you have a great father looking after you, even if you are missing, if you are abused, if you are like missing the, the meaning, you can find the meaning in him. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, so I met Tony after 2002. all this. Yes, 2002. 2002. That was quick. That was good. Yes, was good. it took us a lot yeah. of journey. So after six months from my recovery. <laughs> okay. I mean, yes, like seven months, like wow. something like that. So how did you meet? So actually, I attending a prayer meeting. I told you mm -hmm. I commit to have Monday night mm -hmm. attending with in the church a prayer meeting for three hours mm. every week. So I'm, I said in a place, so one of her friends, she's Egyptian, she know me, uh -huh. and we serve together in area. So she come to me and said, uh, I know a white wear, white girl, <laughs> because like the, the Syrian is more white than Egyptian. <laughs> okay. So we have a white wear, she's very beautiful, and I want oh, to introduce you, you to her. And like she's, she's planning to drive here Mm -hmm. and uh, to bring food, something like that. Yeah. So I go and she invite me to Vanda. And then we go outside, we spend night uh, uh, in the restaurant, me and Vanda and the big group. Yeah. Uh, and from this moment, I feel uh, something inside my heart to Vanda. Uh, I don't know if she is the same or not. <laughs> Sometimes she's denial and say no, but I know from the first moment, yeah. She loved me. You know. She <laughs> yes. Love yeah, at first sight. Yeah, yeah. You can you can hear this story from this side and it's beautiful. <laughs> from my side, I was just coming for three months with my parents mm. because the, my dad had like a treatment from cancer at that time. Uh -huh. So my friend trying just to take me outside to the church, like to have fun because this is the place I love to be in. So she introduced us to each other. And for me, like, when she said, oh, he's recovered from addiction, I felt addiction? What the mm. meaning of addiction? And she said drugs, addiction, and alcohol. Mm. And I think the most big things I did it is I smoked cigarettes one time. <laughs> so I felt this is the biggest sin I did. <laughs> and when I heard that he's recovered, I start to be very curious about, okay, I want to hear more. Mm. And I was listening to his story, and for me, wow, Jesus all the time can do this, change mm -hmm. people's life. In the Bible from many years ago and now at the same way, especially when Tony was sharing like a couple of minutes before, he was saying, when I met Jesus, my life changed. So really, this is Jesus. Mm. So I met him and we talked and talked and then I back again to my life. I traveled to Syria for another eight months and then I was in my way again in a mission trip. During this time, I'm praying mm. about my marriage. And okay. I ask God to equip me to be mm. like the, the qualified man to be husband, to mm. be dad. And she didn't know all of that. But I'm yeah. during this time, I'm praying because I feel maybe mm -hmm. Vanda. But I didn't say anything. I'm waiting. Yes. And I said, if she come again, it means... I will open this yeah. and share with her about I love you and I want yeah. 
So this is yeah. before the time of social media. Yeah. No, 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 nothing. You, you're not calling her or anything. You're just no, no, praying no, no, that no, she comes back. When she come to Egypt after the six months, she called me to maybe she to drive. She is a come. She come because she would be in a mission trip to Uganda in Africa. Mm-hmm. So she have one week and then she must the trip uh, travel before here. So she called me to help her. Mm-hmm. For drive here or yeah, something like that. to drive me from the house to the church. And mm-hmm. at that time, I met him again. It was eight months after the first meeting. And when he shared with me, it's like he is completely different person. Mm. He was sharing about God promises. He was sharing about the prayers mm-hmm. time that he spent it at the prayer meetings at church. And the discipleship that he go through, the Maxwell and leadership trainings mm. and all this. So for me, like... Oh, how this happened. And at that time, I was struggling because my dad was collapsed or relapsed again in cancer. So I was just struggling with the basics in my faith. Mm. Are you God really good? Are you really cannot heal him? So I was just questioning this. And Tony was mature. And in a way, he just surprised me. So it hit me in the face. How much it's not about the years you are with God, how many times you finish the Bible, how many meetings you attend or mission trips you travel in. It's by relationship with God and faith. Mm. So at that moment when we talked again, he started like to confess that he loves me and he <laughs> wants to spend his life. And we married in October 2004. Wow. Moving yes. quick. Moving quick. Yeah. So at, at what point uh, congratulations, you guys, by the way. 19 Thank years? You. 19, 19 years. Ago, years. Yes. At, at what point do you move into ministry together? And what did mm-hmm. that look like? And, and what does ministry in Egypt look like? Okay, so uh, actually, Peter Creek is part, the main player to push me in this arena. All of my life, I'm in business. All of my life, I'm in work. And uh, in 2011, actually before that, Alex Hamaya and Patrick Creek sent people to Egypt and Middle East. He traveled to Jordan. He traveled to Egypt. He tried to make something in Egypt. He sent families to stay in Egypt. <coughs> so, and he tried to start a ministry in Egypt. So he support by book published, he supported by uh, some training, supported by conference. He tried to support by money, he tried to send people. In 2011, yes, 11 or 12, I don't remember, maybe 12. So he he sent a family, his name Adam Prey and his wife, and Adam is part of ministry. Adam met me and he started to introduce me to Alex. And he asked me to work with him for one day in the ministry. For one because, day? Yes, because I have my company. So he told me, try. I said, I have my company. I work in agency. I have marketing solution agency. So I can give you maximum one day. And after one day, he said, please make it two days. So I tried to make it two days. And then he told me, Tony, I will travel back to America and you will lead the ministry. So wow. I told him, it's the name... Uh, it's an organization, a small organization. So, um, and after that, I told him, okay, Adam, but it will be just two years. I won't came back to my ministry, my business. So I will 
keep my business open and I will lead this ministry for two years. And then after two years in August 2014, I said, خلاص, done. I will not be in ministry. I will come back to the business. During this time, I come here and met Alex Hamaya in 2011. 2011 or 2013, I don't remember. Maybe 2011 and 2013. And I start to share with him about my dream. So when I said, I quit about the ministry and said I will come back to the business, he called me and he sent uh, David, uh, David uh, Robbins, D. Robbins yes, come to me and they met me a lot and discussed with me and said, Tony, we want you to be with us. We want you to be our missionary in Egypt and Middle East. We will help you to, to work in Egypt. And I start, I take a two months. I said, wait, wait. And I take two months sabbatical time. And during this time, God started to speak to me uh, regarding the ministry. And I share that with Alex. I share that with the team here. And they start to pray with me. And they said, we will commit. Like, please don't come back to the business. We will pay your salary. We will cover your accommodation. We will help you. But please focus for what God told you. Actually, before that, Alex sent a, a coach. His name is Brad Spread. And he spent time with me. He helped me to write my call, my dream, my vision. And I write all of that and send it to Alex and the team here and Adam and all of that. And we decide that, yes, it's time to start. So we start by uh, receiving this clear call from God about that community, a new movement, a new building, a new style to serve people, unreached people people in the street, people didn't go to the church. And we start in uh, by a page in Facebook named Jesus Hates Religion. Mm. Uh, and after that, one event in December 2014, Alex come and he preached about Jesus Hates Religion mm. and more than 400 without any staff, without any people, 480 attended the meeting, the gathering at night and 300 of them accept Christ. And... Uh, Wow. Before they, they, after they pray with Alex, I distribute paper and people start write names and phones. And after that, he travel and we follow up. But before mm. he travel, he told me, Tony, we are with you. Mm. So write a budget plan, write your dream. I write the budget plan, I write the dream and send it to him. And he said, we are responsible about with you and we will commit as a church to be with you. And he commit. And now... Mm. More than eight years, the church supporting the ministry. They start with me, the ministry in Egypt. They start with me, mm. a church in Jordan. More than 300 family, all of them refugees in mm. Jordan, attending the church. And we serve during the five years, more than 4,000 family. Because Jordan is a station for refugees come from Iraq and for Syria. They stay in Jordan six months, one year, and then travel. Mm -hmm. So they attend with us. So he met Jesus with us. Mm -hmm. And then travel outside to mm -hmm. Europe, to America, to, to Australia. So, and in Egypt, he started with me, not just mm -hmm. Cairo, but he started with me and helped me. He introduced me with some church in America. And now this church support with Butter Creek. Mm -hmm. And now we have Cairo branch, Alex branch, El Fayoum branch. Like mm -hmm. we have a three branch. And we have another two area potential mm. to start a new branches. And we have Jordan 
and starting August we will be in Iraq and Jordan again to start mm. something we'll further we'll visit Syria and Sudan and the next two years mm. we'll focus in Middle East not just in Egypt wow yeah so I, I don't want to skate over too quickly what you just said because there's a lot of big things in there so we started in Cairo yes with uh with TC Egypt yes and, and this time just 40 okay four three group okay discipleship wow 40 after we rent the facility uh -huh. this is after the conference mm -hmm. in january 2015 okay march we rent the new facility and the number jump from 40 for 40 uh, attending to 227 oh, after one God. month 400 yeah. and jump to 700 1000 today more than 8000 wow weekly praise the lord and praise the lord a huge number, a huge percentage mm -hmm. is a new people. Yeah. We are not like, we are not a church. We have a digital church, mm -hmm. reach a thousand by digital way. We have podcast. But I mean, during the branches and the service in the field, we work with all of this number. We have mm -hmm. like one-to-one -one counseling and coaching and we share the gospel in during this one-to-one -one meeting. Mm -hmm. We have like more like more than three, four hundred weekly one-to-one mm -hmm. -one Wow. Coaching and counseling and one-to-one -one and mm -hmm. mentoring, mentoring. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my next question: is, is what does ministry look like at TC? Um, how how do you guys share the gospel? Because it's not a church per yes. se; it, it's the community, right? <laughs> yes. So, like, we have a different model. One of mm -hmm. the model is social media. Okay. And the church online. This is. YouTube channel, Facebook, all of that. This is one of the channels. Mm -hmm. And one day, big event. Mm -hmm. So we announce about we have an event and new people come. We have a conference and people come. This mm -hmm. is like the top of the funnel. We have another way, a different way. One of them is three months training. Mm -hmm. And during the training of recovery, of uh, understanding God, of anything, we three months is a training. We meet every week, spending time together, preaching, teaching, and a small group every day. We didn't have this big space like America in the church. Mm -hmm. We have a small space. So every day at night, we have a, the big, the maximum can fit was 100, 120. So usually we have two service every day, every day. Wow. Sometimes three uh, every day at night. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have a different model of service, but we have like three big vessels, mm -hmm. three big sectors. And Wanda can share about these three sectors. If you want, Evander? Yes, maybe I want to answer your question in many different ways. Yes, please. If you are talking about how we minister people in Egypt. Yes. The ministry in Egypt, why it's different? Because mm. we just want to be a light for people. And mm. we believe that changed people can change the others. Mm -hmm. So we believe that if there is any person had this light in his heart, it will be shine for the whole others. So we decided from the beginning that our goal is to help people to change and meet Jesus. And as soon as they get changed, the other will asking about the hope they had and about this love and from where it's come, and they're going to know God. So we started like helping small group of people to get recovered from all kind of addiction they had, the pain, compulsive behaviors, relationship, and like codependency and all kind of obstacles or blocks it's just preventing them to live like a new life 
And as soon as we help them, they start to say, why you are asking, why you are helping us? I said, because we love you. And from where you get this love? From God. Who's God? This is our God. Our God is the lovable God. Our God come for us. So they start to ask more and more and had this relationship. So one of the big vessel that Tony was talking about, it's the recovery <coughs> piece. All mm -hmm. kind of addictions, drugs addiction, alcohol addictions, uh, compulsive behaviors, food addictions, all kind, uh, recovery from even relationships. Sex and toxic, addiction, yeah, all of that. Toxic mm -hmm. relationships and sex addiction, pornography, and all kind of this addictions. Mm -hmm. Because this is preventing people to come close to God. They mm. feel shamed, and we are shamed culture. Even when I'm saying this, all the time we are ashamed by our how we look. Our, like, we are third people. We are not even the first word. We are the third word. This is what they called us. And we are ashamed because our education. We are ashamed because everything. So the shame is rooted, and the shame is the soil for the tree of addiction. So we discover that this is a big piece of the puzzle. The second puzzle is the business. Most of people in Egypt and Middle East and e all around the world, they are working for money. They are working to uh, afford their families. And they divide families. business and the kingdom. Mm -hmm. We believe that business is part of the kingdom. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So we try to equip the business people mm. by the biblical base. And to be more professional and more strong, like we have a different academy mm -hmm. helping for people to to the business growing, mm -hmm. but in a biblical base. Mm, yes. So good. we we said this is the faith and work uh, sector. So we're helping the entrepreneur who had like an ideas for work, how they work and how they plan, how they take step in their new business. And even the executives and the people who had business, how they multiple their works again and had like flourish in their business too. And the employee, we help employee, young professional, how to be more strong, more success, to understand his call, to understand why God created the me, purpose. to know who is a gift God gave it to him, to understand his abilities, to understand his gift like that, and to grow and to be more mature and to understand why God created him. So this is the second vessel. The third one is the spiritual one because all people don't know Jesus, don't know the Old Testament, the New Testament. They had like a lot of questions. Is this working for my life today? Or this is like the old book for the old people. So we start like to create schools for discipleship, programs for people to understand more Bible study and all this. Like we have a freedom in Christ. We have... Uh, a lot of different programs for discipleship. We have the uh, building the inner, inner man. man, how to listen for God, how to pray, understanding the old, uh, old Testament, old Testament to, uh, to understand um, like that overview about the Bible, uh, understanding more about who Jesus, uh, that we have like one the top 10 hard question in Christianity, we have a different model of uh, discipleship. discipleship and inside part of this sector is digital church. Mm -hmm. Every Sunday night at 9 p.m. we are preaching in online on mm -hmm. all of uh, online. And one of the Christian channel in Egypt and all of Middle East stream our podcast at Sunday night. Mm -hmm. 
And during the preaching, we encourage the people to join a small group in WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. So we have more than 20 groups. A lot of people join with us. And we reach these people by WhatsApp. Every day we send messages. We send Bible word. We send videos. We send um, a link to see my videos. And we disciple these people by digital way. Mm. And for sure, big part of like this puzzle is the women. Mm -hmm. Women is in Egypt and the Middle East is very crucial topic because all the people want to empowering women, but nobody talk about th this woman is rooted the problem in the culture. Mm -hmm. So our culture, even the Christianity, even in Christian word, they, it's rooted in them shaming the woman. So we start from this point to equipping the woman to just discover that she's created at God's image. And mm. this is the big piece. We want them to know that even if you are abused, even if the culture said you are not enough, you are second and you are just born for the men pleasure or to be at home caring about the kids, even if this some of this is true, but this is not the true, the whole true, the whole true that God created you and the men as his image. So discovering this for women, it's like eye-opening. So we're helping her to get over this and start to know how much she is value, how much she is enough, how much she is she is she can do it. So we create many programs for women. We helping them through like one-to-one -one sessions, counseling session, and coaching sessions. How she start and how she just stand up for herself. Not to say like I'm strong, independent woman. Not in this way. Just to discover that she is value. And we have a tour detention house, one for men's and one for women, mm -hmm. women's for recovery from drugs addiction. Mm -hmm. But I want to return it back the nine years again or ten years back. Mm -hmm. Why me and Alex work together? And where the start point? Mm -hmm. The start point in Isaiah 19. Mm. And the Bible said this clear word starting verses 18. In that day, five cities will speak the language of God. And God will know in Egypt, Egyptian will know God. And the highway between Egypt, Syria, and the Syria will be Israel. And we believe about these verses, and we believe that we will see that. And actually, we see that now. Mm. We have a three mm. city, have a, a, a facility in each one mm -hmm. of them, and we have two cities we are working in, and we start in Jordan, and soon we'll be in the Middle East. Mm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you mentioned earlier with that too is this has grown from beyond just being something that Battle Creek is supporting but you guys, uh, partnering with Battle Creek, also have helped bring in other churches yeah. uh, to help to help fund these these projects and this ministry that's happening in Egypt and in the Middle East. Uh, tell us a little bit about how uh, how that's come about and and what that means to have other churches alongside us too. Yeah, the ministry the ministry in Egypt and the Middle East is big. It's mm -hmm. very big. Mm -hmm. And me and Alice believe that the body of Christ can work together. Mm -hmm. And from the first day, we said we'll open the opportunity to come together, all of us, as a church from America, as an Egyptian, come together, all of us, to build the kingdom together. So we enjoy the journey. Most of the people, friends with Alex, they know him very well. They believe about Isaiah 19. So all of us come together and said, we'll build the kingdom together. 
will reach Middle East, will reach Egypt, will serve with TC. So all of this church support us. It's amazing. Maybe I want to add, like, if you are believing in God's word, the mm. prophecy, you want to be part of this. Mm. Because I believe that God can make it by a rocks. You know, he can just change the rocks to, like, army, as he said, and do the work and ministry. But God just inviting us from the beginning to be part in this, to be partnering with him to change the people and for the kingdom. So we chose to be maybe not pioneer, but we chose to be in this work. And every church we go to and just share with them the vision and they just see it and they travel to Egypt and look to the people and feel it and just see the change. They, they said at the end of the trip, we want to be part of this work. It's not because of Egyptian or Syrian or Lebanese <clears throat> or whatever. It's because God... I and, want this. And actually, as Alex said, and the Bible said clear, mm. that each one of them have a part of the puzzle. Mm. And the big puzzle, when they come together, will mm. see Jesus. Mm. Like, mm. Peter Creek have a part, me have a part, Vanda have a part. Even you now, you try mm. to build in the part, your part. And each church have a small part. Each one have a small part. And he tried to put a part, a part of the puzzle mm -hmm. to make sure in one day we'll see the whole picture. The whole picture. Mm -hmm. So, and we believe about that no one can do everything. Mm. Like even, like we have 120 employees mm. work with me in TC in all of the work in Egypt and Middle East. So, like each one have a role in this, in this, uh, in to build the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, what, what would you guys say have been some of the biggest challenges over the last nine years of TC Egypt as you guys have, have grown it to where it is today and the Lord has, has blessed you guys with that growth? So one of the biggest challenges is to find the right leader mm. to work with us. I mean, this is the biggest challenge, to find the right people to sit in the right church, mm -hmm. the right chair. Like sometimes someone very qualified but not fit with our culture, with our DNA, someone fitting with our culture, but he's not qualified. So to found a strong believer, qualified enough, this is the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes with uh, the money, but God pays a bill, as mm -hmm. I told you before, mm -hmm. like God pays a bill. But the biggest challenge is the, to found the right leader. Mm -hmm. Wanda, what would you say? Uh, the same maybe uh, lacking some resources. It's like sometimes we can do it more quick and professional and faster if we had like some other resources. So lacking resources and lacking the good workers and co-workers and laborers and leaders, this is a big piece too. Mm -hmm. So the flip side of that, what, what have been some of the, the biggest blessings? Tony, you mentioned uh, the saying that you kind of live by is Jesus pays the bill. Yeah. Uh, would you mind sharing, you know, that story that you shared with yeah, me earlier? Yeah, so, uh, you know, to be in Cairo branch and start a new branch, it's a new experience. It's not easy. Now it's easy. Like, if I have any church come with me, mm -hmm. it's easy. I can build, start a new branch or another five branch mm -hmm. because the first one is a difficult one. Mm -hmm. So, I remember I go with um, like three leaders, travel to Alexandria, praying, searching for facility, trying to pray. 
and then we like we feel we fed up we are done we cannot <laughs> and we feel tired so we go at night to take dinner dinner in Egypt at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. not like here in America <laughs> so we go to a place and we uh, order the food and we discover that he uh, he won't cash because this is a small restaurant so he take, didn't take visa so uh, after we eat we said okay each one have some money we can put it and we'll pay we'll find solution but after we eat I ask for the, the bill the shake so I it's come to me and I open and actually you see the paper like the paper is still in I put it in my in the cover of the phone and I found the paper is right in it Tony Jesus pay the bill wow and I feel and three or four candies was near this paper <laughs> so and I feel I I come very confused and actually I just cry and I open my phone and be live in Facebook and in Instagram sharing about about what's happened during the dinner time we are very stressed and we feel we cannot open Alexandria mm. we didn't have enough resource the bill will be very expensive for us so and we we when one of the group of the people when he feel that we are very stressed and not satisfied he starts say okay okay let us celebrate what happened the last two years and god will take care about the future but let us celebrate now each one share something good about god doing so starting to to try to make it easy so each one start to say something in his life in personal life and in ministry mm. and after that when the bill come I received a clear message from God mm. God Tony Jesus will pay the bill and actually the bill is not just the money it's everything mm. so I come to my phone and own my phone and be in the video uh, still the video is in, uh, in in the Facebook and I share the story I say I'm I'm not trusting God. I have a problem. Even I'm a pastor. Even I have all of this experience with God. But God won't tell me he will pay the bill. And we will start in Alexandria. And I said, I just want to know who is pay the bill. <laughs> How God used him. And a man, I will. I don't want to share his name, but mm. he's not living in Egypt. He just come to Alexandria for uh, five days. And he said in the restaurant with someone Egyptian living in Egypt, and he told him, this Tony, he man of God, he served God, he's a good man, he supported me before. So he left the restaurant and he listened clear from God, go to pay the bill. So he go and pay it and then left again and God told him, write a paper for Tony and wow. tell the waiter to give it to him. Mm. And during this day, I know now very well that God will pay the bill. Mm -hmm. Jesus already pays the bill and he will pay the bill. So today I am... I am. I feel I am uh, like very. I can't say strong enough to open and to go and trust that God will pay the bill, mm. all of the bill. Mm. And in that story in particular, you were in Alexandria praying about opening a new branch there. And we open Alexandria, and we open Fayum. Jordan, and we open Fayum, and in the name of Jesus, we we'll open to another branch in Alexandria, and we'll open in Middle East more branches. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. Fonda, what would you say the biggest blessings that you've seen come out of TC Egypt? Uh, the biggest blessing is the journey itself. Mm. 
So through that journey, the nine years ago, I changed a lot. People changed a lot. So the journey itself is amazing. Mm -hmm. Knowing that God with us all the time, just crying to him and, and receiving his words, seeing things happened and happened, dreams become true and promises become alive and fulfilled, like prophecies and it's become true. All this very precious. So I believe all the time the journey deserve. So the big blessing is I am Vanda at the time that God uh, wanted to do all this work, I jump on board and I'm with him doing this. So this is like the real blessing to He's me. involved. Yeah. He's in. Like everything under his control and he opened doors and he is in. He is with us. Mm. Mm. And cool. even it's not by, really it's not by power and it's not by by mind, it's not by cleverness, it's by the spirit. And this is what the Lord said, and this is what the true is. So I believe in, in the journey. So trust the process, trust the journey, because it's deserved. So even if my life just finished today, I am very happy because he was with me the, the last time and all my life. So this is enough for me. So, Vonda, earlier, you, you said some things that were really impactful about what makes TC Egypt so special as a community mm. uh, and, and why people seek it out. Tell me a little bit more about yes. why that's true. You know what? All the people around the world is looking for community, is looking for belonging. They mm -hmm. want to belong to things. <clears throat> they want to belong to body. They want to belong to uh, people love them. Mm -hmm. So what we try to create in Egypt is this community. Mm -hmm. People love to be like in community. And as soon as they get in this community, they start to believe. So I never worked out. I never play. And you can tell like I'm not crossfitter and I'm not <laughs> <laughs> that person. So I start to play CrossFit for couples of years in my life. When we have uh, with each branch CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So when I was in CrossFit all wow. the time, I just love the community. Mm -hmm. I was going for the community, and when we finish, we're going to drink coffee together. Mm -hmm. So I spent two years in rows, waking <laughs> up at seven a.m., going drive my son to the school, going to CrossFit. And then go for coffee with ladies I never met, only in CrossFit. Mm. And when we share together and sharing about what's happening in life and our struggles and even our body that we cannot handle, the CrossFit is hard. Mm. And after all this, they start to say, why, why, why you do all this? Why you are opening DC for us? And we shared about the love. And they touched the love. So they said, why you loved us? Because this is, this is what we learn. This is what we took from God, the love. So we gave you the love. So they start to belong and belong and then believe. Believe mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ. Believe that they had purpose. Believe in they can do it. Believe they, they had worth and value. So this is the way. So we just created a community, small community for people to feel that, yes, this is oasis. This is like a real living water for us, and we want to drink. Mm. And as soon as they come, they attach. Wow, I, I love that picture of just finding a place to belong. Because people are people, 
no matter exactly. what part of the globe you live in, no matter what country, what city, people have a desire to belong to a community. And only then are they open to to have life change um, mm. in the context of community. That's And, and yeah. even they had pain to share. They had <coughs> struggle to tell. Mm -hmm. They had story to say about and share. Mm -hmm. So we are human. As mm -hmm. you said, if you are here, if you are in the end of the world, we are the same. We are people. Absolutely. Okay. What's next for TC Egypt? So what's next is uh, to open a new two branch in Egypt. Okay. And to be in Middle East and start work in Middle East, not just mm -hmm. a church in Jordan, but to start ministry in all of Middle East and Sudan. And mm. So is the, is the vision <clears throat> for, for TC to have a footprint just all over the Middle East. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Isaiah so, 19. Isaiah <laughs> 19, that's right. So I plan to travel to uh, some area next three, four months mm -hmm. uh, in Middle East and start to pray, found the man of peace to mm -hmm. start ministry in all of these areas. Wow. Okay, so if I live in the Tulsa metro area, I go to Battle Creek Church, how can I get involved in TC Egypt and TC Jordan? First, to pray. Yes. This is very important, to pray, because it's even you listen to me, to listen to Alex, to listen to anyone, if you listen from God, it means a lot, because you will know where you will fit. This is the first one, to pray. Second is to give to the church. Church is giving us a lot and supporting us. And they take the burden with us. Third, to come and visit us. And actually, all of the news you know it about, about Middle East is not right. Mm. Middle East have a peace. <laughs> we enjoy life in Middle East. A lot of people every year, more than 20 trips come from America to TC from all of the church we are partner with. Mm -hmm. And everything is great. Last year, we have 40 teens. Alex come with 160. And this year, we have 20 will come groups, teens, to mm -hmm. uh, students to serve with us. So pray, give to your church, and come and visit us. Mm, that's very good. That's very good. Tony, Wanda, thank you guys so much for thank joining you. us on this podcast. Uh, can thank I just you. close this really quick in a oh, yes. prayer? Uh, thank you for hosting us. Oh, thank you guys. Thank yes, you guys. Please. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much uh, for these two amazing leaders, uh, the way that they shepherd the community in Egypt and throughout the Middle East. Father, we pray for abundance over their ministry. God, that you would continue to change lives uh, in that community, that you would continue to, to grow uh their own faith, God, that you would allow them to continue to see amazing things. God, we pray for your work all over the Middle East that we're not yet a part of. God, that you would allow us to join up in what you're already doing. Um, and God, that we could continue to be more involved. Uh, Jesus, we love you. It's in the name of your son. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. you guys. Thank you, Battle Creek Church, for listening today. If you want more information about how to go on trips or more information about Egypt or what's coming up, go to battlecreekchurch.com slash outreach.